Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. It's hard to believe it's the last day of September. Three more months till the new year. Hard to believe, isn't it? Enjoy October, November, and December, and then we start the year 2020. How about that? Okay, it is a no-brainer that our healthcare system is severely broken. David Knorr is a senior leadership slash board advisor, a global speaker, an executive coach, and a thought leader on relationship economics. For many of you that know me and many of the, and the ones that don't, I have been in the healthcare industry in a couple different ways over the past 15 years, actually 16 years now. One, as a functional medicine practitioner health coach, two, as a supplier of disposable medical supplies, and last but not least, as a human being, just like everyone that needs medical support from time to time. So I understand how broken our healthcare system is at many different levels. I see firsthand through working with clients also by dealing with an aging mother and selling medical supplies, last but not least. From my end, I see game changers and leaders in the functional medicine world like Jeffrey Bland, the founder of the Institute of Functional Medicine, also known as the father of functional medicine, Chris Kresser, author of a great book that I highly recommend everybody read and grab called Unconventional Medicine. Dr. Mark Hyman, James Maskell, who started the Functional Forum and founder of New Health and an ex-podcast guest on the Rebel Health Coach podcast. Also, Tracy Harrison, founder of the School of Applied Functional Medicine, who educates health coaches in functional medicine. The list is endless and growing. There are many people jumping into this realm, which is great to see because we have a really, really jacked up healthcare system, and I'm sure everybody listening today knows that. The average time for a doctor to see a patient is less than 16 minutes. So how can any doctor do anything but prescribe something to correct what's going on? And that's sad because we don't need that. We need health coaches working with physicians, and we need physicians working with health coaches. And I hope that before I pass away and my time on earth is over, I will see that happen. Why? Because people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I hope you enjoy this episode with David Knorr as we discuss the healthcare system and what his vision is and what changes the health NXT is helping to overcome. Thank you. And enjoy the episode. David Knorr, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach podcast this afternoon. Uh, Tom, it's good to be with you. I'm really interested in your venture, as I said in the, in the intro. And first of all, before we dig into Health NXT, who is David Knorr? Uh, very kind of you to ask. Yeah, I, I, the short story is I'm an immigrant. I'm a first-generation immigrant. I'm originally, I was born in Iran. I uh, came to the U.S. in 1981, Tom, with a, with a, with a suitcase, 100 bucks, didn't know anybody and didn't speak a word of English. So I, I'm living the American dream. I came here to go to school. Uh, early part of my career, uh, well, I finished my Eagle Scout here. Early part of my career was in technology, so IBM and silicon graphics and business objects, sales, sales management, marketing, 
then I went to Emory in Atlanta for uh, the executive MBA program, got recruited president of a startup, went up to, after a bout of consulting, president of a startup, really got immersed in the whole startup scene, raised around the financing, merged and sold that business. Uh, and then uh, spent a number of years in a private equity firm. And we bought and sold a whole bunch of companies, came back to Atlanta, uh, couldn't find anything I got real excited about. So I hung my own shingles doing uh, really strategy consulting, doing uh, speaking. So I've been blessed to write 10 books. It's been translated. They've been translated into eight different languages. So I speak 50, 60 times a year, do a lot of uh, strategic growth consulting, strategy visualization consulting, and a lot of executive coaching. And about a year or so ago, I started coaching a couple of healthcare executives. And I'm not telling your audience anything you don't know, but I found a healthcare... Uh, number one, to be incredibly powerful, but but somewhat challenged. <laughs> number two, most of us have a healthcare story. Uh, most of them are not not positive. Uh, healthcare, I found the healthcare to be siloed. I found healthcare, the ecosystem to be stifling. Uh, and a lot of, respectfully, dinosaur leadership in healthcare. And uh, I said, beyond my core consulting, speaking, coaching business... I want to tackle something that matters. And I want to tackle something that I think with the right relationships, with the right experiences, I can make a difference in. So the reason I tell people that the immigrant stories several times in my life, there's been something to nothing. And I think Health NXT is right along those, uh, that path as well. That's awesome. So that's why you started Health NXT is to, is to bring, build these bridges together. Yeah, I, I, I really, as in, I saw from an outsider looking in, I saw uh, healthcare being incredibly siloed. So physicians go to physician events and med device people go to med device events and hospital administrators go to hospital administrator events and none of them talk to each other. Right. Number, number two, the evidence-based nature of healthcare says, don't be, bring me anything that hasn't been proven 57 times. Well, how do I get an idea off the ground? How do I get a chance to pilot or prototype or test something if the only people you want to talk to are the ones that have done it a thousand times. Right. And then the last part is this dinosaur leadership. The rest of other industries, rest of my clients are investing in iteration, which is how do we do the same things better? Innovation, which is how do we do new things? And they're searching for disruption, which is how do we do new things that make the old obsolete? In that stair-step journey, Failure is part of that learning process. So they fail, they learn, they apply that learning to the very next opportunity. Healthcare, you bring up a new idea to, and I'm painting with a very broad brush, but to a lot of legacy, if you will, healthcare practitioners, healthcare executives, and their immediate response is, well, if we try that, it's going to kill somebody. Really? Really? That's your (laughs) response to me. You're telling me anything new we try is going to kill somebody? That's the response? So. I would submit one of the fundamental challenges in healthcare leadership or lack thereof is this imbalance or not understanding or the mindset that says I can't somehow balance performing with learning and, and failure is not an option. And it's, it's naive to think that, that if you're not learning, you're not growing. And in my experience, no growth ever comes from a place of comfort. And a right. lot of healthcare professionals have gotten Comfortable, very comfortable with this monopolistic system that we have going on. Right. And it's broken. The system's broken. And I want to give you two, uh, you and your listeners, two quick stories. So I'm blessed. I travel extensively. Uh, My mom and dad still live in Iran. I was recently, about a year or so ago, in Dubai. My dad, uh, in his 80s, got an ear infection from the hotel pool. We went to a local hospital. From the time we walked in, checked in, saw a U.S. trained physician, got a prescription, got a shot, left the hospital, bombed for $20, and it took 20 minutes. And it was done. It's done. No insurance, no insurance card, no, you know, we're going to need you to fill out 75 forms. I mean, it was just, I left in awe of as one of the most, the most powerful country in the world. Why can we do that? Now, compare and contrast that story with another very quick one. My daughter plays year-round soccer. Uh, She tore her ACL. She had surgery on Thursday. Friday, her calf is tight. The surgeon says, go get an ultrasound. Let's just make sure there's not a blood clot. 
there's a local children's hospital here in town that we're big fans of, we've been supporters of for years. Uh, we go there five in the afternoon. They were not busy, right? You're not seeing a line outside the door. It's not busy. We didn't leave till after midnight. Six and a half hours, Tom, for a 10-minute ultrasound. And this cheerleader comes in. Hi, I'm your patient experience, whatever. I swear I held my tongue from saying, get out. Because that's somebody's checklist on that patient experience journey versus really understanding access, right? Greater access, greater quality, and really enhanced experiences for those patients. And I don't know of another industry where there's that many middle people between the patient and the provider between the demand for that service and the supply of service, there are way too many hands in between all that. And you're exactly right. It is unequivocally broken. Right. I have a, a really good book for you to pick up on what, and you can read it on your travels, but Unconventional Medicine by Chris Kresser. Mm. And Chris is a functional medicine icon or in this industry as far as functional medicine goes. And he wrote this book and it will open your eyes. It will help it will open your eyes, number one. But for me, as I said in the intro, I've I've been in the healthcare industry 15 plus years on the supply chain side. And now for the last four years as a functional medicine health coach, practitioner, whatever you heck you want to call me. So I see a lot of both sides of the coin. And I see where it's broken. I mean, and I'm hoping like uh, James Maskell, people like Chris Kresser, Mark Hyman are starting to open the eyes to some of these alternatives to healthcare that hopefully we can merge them together. And one of those is having a health coach work alongside physicians. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely, you're exactly right. And I, and I'm, and I look forward to reading, reading the, the, the book, but I, I again, uh, people often ask me, what do you know about healthcare? And my standard response is nothing. Right. And this is exactly why I'm the right person to kind of bring something like Health NXT to the market because I, I don't carry that baggage. I don't, right. you'll never hear me say, well, we did that 20 years ago and it didn't work back then. So why try anything new? Right. So, so I, I'm baffled that we know more about our cars, Tom, than we do our bodies. Right. I'm baffled that we take our cars in. I ride motorcycles. It, that preventive maintenance is critical because your life is at risk. But we don't, it's amazing how many, I, the other thing I saw the other day that just boggles the mind, uh, a man with a trike standing outside of the hospital smoking. Uh, it's just like, at what point, it's just like people who go to emergency room for a cold. Because we can, because this insurance ecosystem, and, and the first thing we always ask is, what's my deductible? We've, we've become in so many ways, if we feel entitled. Right. But instead of taking care of our bodies, instead of eating better, instead of exercising, instead of giving up sugar and all that stuff that just we don't need to, let's just go fix it. Right. So I, I read somewhere that we don't have a health care you know, challenge in this country. We have a health fix it problem. We have a health care, you know, broken health care you know, problem that we're all trying to fix. Right. And instead of preventive, right. instead of proactive, we go f- and instead of looking at the cause, we go look afterwards of, you know, how do I fix now my diabetes or my, you know, blood pressure or my, you know, here you go. Here's the answer. Right. Pill a, pill a day. Right? right. And and instead of maybe I should change my lifestyle. Right. To 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 be much more proactive in in and responsible in my own care. And to your point, a big food company doesn't make that easy because when a package says low fat, unless you're educated on how to read labels or educated enough to want to read a label, you're, you're, it's baffling because usually if it says low fat, something else is added. That's right. not healthy. Right. So, so I recently heard something oddly enough from our pastor. And he said, uh, I, and, I, and, and he also said, he, he painted it with a broad brush, but uh, you know, he, he was talking about relationships and between right. men and women. And he said, you know, men in particular, if we don't have to, we, we won't do it. <laughs> right? right. So... You know, none of us are born with any of this information. We pick right. it up somewhere, right? right? So if you don't uh, see your body as the tool to fuel your life, fuel the things you want to do, not just today, but for next 10, 15, 20, 30 years, 
you're not going to take care of it. If you don't right. take care of it, you should have no expectation from some health system. God forbid, some right. government-run health system doing that for you. I mean, give me one example of you know, a government system that we all enjoy. Is it DMV? Is it, is it the postal <laughs> service? So, and you hear these asinine you know, arguments for Medicare for all. And listen, I'm all about access. I, I love right. the idea of access and quality. And, but insurance isn't the answer. No. And the government certainly isn't the answer. Uh, big Pharma is not helping either. Big Pharma is not helping either. It just, like I said, you know, when, when um, the, uh, funny story, my, my parents were visiting here and most uh, non-Americans who come here and watch our TVs uh, are baffled by, uh, my, of course, my parents, elderly, they're baffled by the, the pharma commercials that the benefits are, and if you watch it, you'll, most people see this, right? Benefits are 20% of the ad, 80% of it is the side effects and all the stuff that's going to kill you and all the other things that you're going to have. If you, but you know what? You should take that pill a day and nothing against, I've got friends in the pharma business, but a pill a day isn't the answer. Right. It's, it's how do we get much more proactive on the front end of this and culturally, just like we all learn to put on seatbelts. How do we culturally become more proactive in caring and feeding and nurturing our biggest asset, which is our bodies, right? right. Exactly. And I like to tell my clients, when I, is a, if the doctor puts you on a medication, ask them how you're going to, ask the doctor how you're going to get them off the medication. How's he going to get you off the medication? You're not. Just take right. one pill a day for the next right. 50 years and you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Just like, really? That's, that's the answer. And that, nobody that, explains to them that what nutrients that, that pill is depleting in the body. Uh, again, I, I, I live my life through stories. So I bought a car for my daughter and uh, we took her to the shop. It's leaking oil and, and, and uh, coolant. And they're like, you need a head gasket job, right? So how much? Three grand on a used car, right? So I, I just, I never, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to feel like an idiot. And, but most of us don't know anything about cars. Like what, what is a head gasket and how do you do that? And, but you know what? I found a buddy who built the first car. He built his first car at 14. He came over. It is about eight to 10 hours of work. And you're ready for this? $78 worth of parts. <laughs> if you're willing to learn, if you're right. willing to try, if you're willing to not be you know, so uneducated about our own health, I think we can ask better questions. And I think we can come up with better alternatives. Right. And I think we can get much more on the preventive side than trying to fix it afterwards. I like that. I like that. Let's dive in. What is Health NXT? Sure. So the simplest way to describe what we've built is really a community of health innovators. Our audience are health practitioners. So think of literally the MDs and RNs and they, they impact or they influence innovation in their health system. Our audience are health executives. So uh, Chet Bashan is the chief strategy officer at Shepherd Center here in town. Uh, brilliant guy. Uh, and Shepherd Center is world-renowned for their brain and spine injury uh, trauma. Our audience are health entrepreneurs who are on a daily basis challenging the status quo. And our audience are health investors who want to see those new ideas come to market. The supporting uh, ecosystem for these uh, members are the health service providers, the health IT, health technology community, the accountants and lawyers and investment bankers that make the ecosystem work. Okay. But it really is, is a community of health innovators. That's what we've built. That's awesome. What is the vision for Health NXT? It really is to bring thought and practice leadership from outside of healthcare into healthcare to specifically tackle the, the broad spectrum of access. So how do we expand access? How do we create greater quality of care? And how do we dramatically elevate that patient experience? If we do, and again, I want to tell you a story. If my pet, if, my, if our veterinarian has a mobile service, why do I have to go somewhere for, for a healthcare checkup or for a, a, something minor. If, if, my, if my dry cleaner texts me, I kid you not, my dry cleaner the other day sends me a text message that my dry cleaners are ready. Why, why, can't, why can't I do that with my doctor or hospital? Right. And, and, if, and if my, again, my mechanic gives me a, a loaner car and there's a concierge service and 
They want to understand my driving habits and behaviors. And as such, they put me in the right car. Why can't, again, my doctors and my health system do that? So there are all these experiences that we have outside of healthcare that we believe are very relevant in healthcare. And we've polled our, our members for their top challenges. And we're very specifically focusing on not health innovation theater, but who is really applying iteration, innovation, disruption in healthcare. Okay. You've touched base on this at a very low level. But yep. who does Health NXT reach out to for these changes that are, we are needing in our healthcare system? Sure. So let me give you let me give you a couple of examples. Like I said, we surveyed all of our members, and we I've got a top ten healthcare challenges, and, I, and we really also see them as opportunities that that we believe that our members are having conversations around, and they're proactively out there trying to solve. So, for example, data and analytics. How do they leverage data, especially specifically clinical data, to manage health and drive individual provider payer decisions? Right. So, with that challenge or an opportunity, I invite. Uh, world-class data and data analytics experts to specifically talk about where and how to use predictive analytics as an example. And, and the analogy I use with most people is, you know, if I told you to drive by looking in the rearview mirror, you would think I'm crazy because most of us drive by looking through the windshield. But a lot of the reports that the health ecosystem looks at are from last week and last month that are not really helping you look ahead. So we get a lot more excited about leading drivers, not lagging indicators. So again, when I say community of thought and practice leadership, it's go find... This is being done. There are no new challenges. There are no new problems. The only new challenges are the ones we haven't thought of, right? So it's being done. This kind of work, predictive analytics is being done in manufacturing. It's being done in professional services. It's being done in a lot of other industries we're bringing those into healthcare. Second one, really total consumer health. How do we improve the members' overall medical, social, financial, environmental well-being? The consumerism, good friend Ken Roberts, Robbins talks about this idea of if you think of your favorite retailer, they know you, they get to know you, they get to know you with each interaction and they use that data, use that information to dramatically create a better experience for you next time. Why can't we do that in healthcare? So again, we're bringing phenomenal customer experience journey, customer experience expertise from outside of healthcare to help health systems who have VPs of patient experience really understand how do we build a stronger experience end-to-end for those patients that, that we interact with. Okay. So those are just some examples of, of these 10 Opioid management, cybersecurity, operational effectiveness, uh, rising pharmacy costs. Every one of these things, this, this is our charter to consistently poll and keep our finger on the pulse of what our members are challenged with, they're struggling with, they need, and really bring outside expertise to address some of these. Okay, I like that too. We think, we think there's an opportunity. We think there's a real chance to get... And, and my market isn't everybody. And I'm saying this respectfully. It's, it's if, if you spend most of your day defending the status quo, health NXT is probably not the right community for you. Okay. Conversely, if you spend most of your day challenging the status quo, asking a lot of what if questions, asking a lot of why do we do that questions, asking if there's a better way, then we're pretty, we're pretty comfortable that health NXT might be the right, right place for you to come and be around other, other health innovators. Why do you believe that healthcare practitioners and executives need an outsider's perspective? Sure. So uh, there is a uh, well-known social science field of, of research that points to our unconscious bias. So uh, we may not say it, we may not think it, we may not think it often, but when you're a doctor, when you're a health executive, when you've been in any industry for any extended time, you have what we call unconscious uh, competence. You know it, you've done it, you've seen it succeed, and it's a repetitive task that you want to do over and over again. The problem with that unconscious, really, competence is you also have blinders on. 
And because you've done it the same way for so long, you genuinely start to believe that's the only way to do it. So imagine if you and I only knew the way to get from Atlanta, where, where I live, to LA was to drive. And it would take us, you know, four or five days and you know, all the all the trials and tribulations we all we all we all experienced as kids driving cross country with our with our parents, right? <laughs> and then somebody comes and tells you, you're not gonna believe this, but there's this thing called an airplane where you where you get on this airplane, actually goes in the air. And this thing goes a lot faster than a car does, and you'll be there in four or five hours instead of four or five days. A, you would never believe it. B, you would approach, even approach looking at it with an enormous amount of trepidation, with enormous amount of disbelief. So I've always believed um, if you surround yourself with people who think just like you do, you, you genuinely have blinders on. And you need that diversity of thought more than anything else. We talk a lot about gender diversity and, and ethnic diversity, and those are critical. But particularly in healthcare, that is stifling, that is siloed. You really need diversity of thought. And I want to give you and your listeners a data point. We brought a woman, uh, we made an introduction of a woman uh, to a health system uh, who in her 30s, she came from Amazon. And Tom, she's, she's done more in the past six months than this client was able to do in the last two years. Because she, she grew up in a very different environment where, where the status quo is always challenged. And, and you are constantly looking for ways to improve that customer experience. Most of us who are prime members don't think twice about that $129 a month or a year because yeah. it's so much value add. Why wouldn't I do that? And, and they're trying to bring that kind of mindset to their health system. And guess what? It's working. The last six months, this woman has got unbelievable traction in her ideas and her perspective and slowly trying to change this dinosaur of a health system. Dinosaur of a health system is right. Sadly, right. And it's all around us. Right? Yeah. It's not just, it's, I, I, I don't ever pick on a, a physician or a hospital or a clinic or a, it's all around us. It is, it is, it's, it is. Mind-boggling of this notion of thinking and leading differently. This notion of piloting and piloting and prototyping new approaches. Um, and I'm telling you, this next generation won't put up with it. I've got a teenage daughter, um, got a scratch, scratchy throat, and I said, "Well, we got to go see your." Uh, she still goes to her pediatrician, and and she her response, 17 years old. Tom, her response is, "Why? Why do I have to go see somebody? Can we not just Facetime?" And I, you know, she's asking me, and I, I asked my wife, and sure enough, because this doctor's known her for years, they FaceTime, showed her her throat, e send an e script to our local pharmacy, who went and picked it up, and she was fine. Right. Right. So this next generation is going to demand. Wait a minute. If I can get it on Uber, if I can have it delivered, right. if I can have instant access to it, what do you mean I have to go fill out your you know six page paperwork fourteen times? Are you kidding me? Right, and they're just—they're not going to do it. They're going to find another way to get that care. I mean, I spend hours in front of with my clients here using Zoom, doing the same thing and say, "Okay, what's what are we doing with what are we dealing with this week or or this last two weeks? What are we? What have you worked on? What are you working on? Sure. What do we have to do to help you work on it more?" And it's it's and I record the sessions on Zoom and send them a send them a, a file that says, "Here, you can listen to this whenever you want." Right, and now they have a digital library of all those great ideas. Right, right? right. versus uh, I'm sorry, we need you to, to make an appointment between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. Come and sit in our lobby, fill out our paperwork. It's just like it's asinine. It, right. it is just it's insane of of what. And, and again, I, and I, I've got all kinds of data points for you. You know, our healthy knock on wood, healthy family of four filled out those stupid forms 14 times last year. <laughs> And everybody talks about their EMR systems and, and their... Give me a break. None right. of these... My, my general physician doesn't talk to a specialist. And by the way, it's my, my medical records. Why can't I have them? Why can't I carry them with me? Why can't I share them with one physician to the next? Because a lot of states... This is the other thing most people don't understand. A lot of states actually have laws on the books that makes it illegal for you to have your own medical information. Which is, again, it's just insane to me of, of how, we've, how we've gotten here. 
And now for a little general housekeeping. If you are enjoying this episode, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would go to whatever app you are listening to this on and rate and review the show and share it with your friends. Thank you very much. Now, if you've been listening to my episodes for the last couple of years, you'll know that I key on gut health quite frequently in my episodes because honestly, gut health is king. And pretty much all disease begins in the gut, as Hippocrates said back in 420 BC. So that's a reason I key on gut health quite frequently because if you're trying to do something simple is just lose weight, your gut health is key. So I have been developing a gut health cheat sheet over the last few months for you to download. And you can obtain this gut health cheat sheet by texting the word gut health, two words, gut health to 773-770-4377. Again, gut health to 773-770-4377. Thank you, and I hope you continue to enjoy this episode and make it a great day. What's interesting, I'm going to give you a little example. I can order a full panel of blood work for a client about $400. Yeah. That same blood panel through your physician, through the insurance network, will cost $3,500 to four grand. And, and we wonder why healthcare is the number one reason most people file for bankruptcy. Right. Right. The number one cause of bankruptcy is healthcare. It's sad. And, and it's incredibly sad. And, and no, again, no other industry functions this way. Can you imagine me hiring a roofer to come and replace my roof? And they say, well, you know, you know it depends on what kind of insurance you have. It's like, wait, what? And, and by the way, uh, there's going to be a line item for me bringing the nails up to the roof. And there's going to be a line item for me putting the ladder against the, against the roof. And it's just, it's, again, I, asinine is the only word I keep coming back to. Yep. And it's just the way... The other thing, I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm not a proponent of a revolution or mass disruption. Right. But I am a, a huge proponent of, of questioning what everybody assumes should be the norm. And we never question it. That, that, that six and a half hour wait for a 10-minute ultrasound, right. what I didn't tell you is uh, two weeks later, we got a bill for 15 grand. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 you know, no, we fought it. And, and, and this hospital, right? Their claim to fame is, you know, we love kids and we take care of kids. And I'm like, okay, well, are you, are you subsidizing all the people that don't want to pay you with, through me? Which just, again, it's right. socialized medicine. And I, right. I, no thanks. And, and we've, as a family, become much more proactive in asking questions and comparing comparing services. Now, I don't know anybody that ever looks for the cheapest surgeon, right? but you know what? <laughs> I'm going to get educated and I'm right. going to learn, wait a minute, in that surgery that my kid needs, why is the surgeon's fee $800 out of a $15,000 fee? Right. Right. And asking better questions right. yep. and, and getting educated on why, not just what's happening, but why is it happening? So with this health NXT... What are some of the interesting trends you're seeing with the changes in the healthcare leadership? Ah, love that one. By far, some of the most fascinating people I've met, some of the best thinkers I've met in really getting this vision, getting this organization and this idea off the ground have been people from outside of healthcare. The Amazon lady that I gave you an example of, uh, VP of Experiences at Piedmont Health System here in Atlanta, came from KPMG. So, so I'm meeting. Not that there's not innovators in healthcare. By by no means, I'm trying to I'm trying to say that. But I've I've met a lot of outsiders from healthcare. Number one, number two, the really savvy health executives are looking at other industries and bringing in that expertise to really help them solve some fundamental problems. So I met a I met a uh, an executive at a health system who was formerly a supply chain executive for a retailer. Now, 
last time I checked, they're, they're not, you know, they're stocking shelves and they have some, you know, the health system has some fundamental supply chain issues. And that's exactly why they brought this guy in. Because if you're a VP of supply chain for a retailer, your entire world revolves in just in time and inventory churn and a lot of those attributes that are foreign to health systems, right? right? We have an event coming up in October and I found a health system in a secondary market, not a major market like Atlanta or LA or New York, but think more urban, think more rural. Okay. The CEO has brought in this woman from France who's using a fascinating business model tool to solve fundamental challenges in nurse shortage. Okay. Love that, right? right. Love, and every one of them, I can give you a hundred examples. Uh, value-based payments, that, you know, creating a digital health organization. I have met visionary health executives who, who fundamentally understand we don't have all the answers. We're not the smartest people in the room. I can teach people healthcare. Let's bring them in for their expertise and let them and let's help them help us think and lead differently. What what did Steve Jobs said? It's stupid to hire really smart people and then tell them tell them what to do. You hire smart people so they can tell you what to do. Right. That's what I'm seeing with some fascinating, really forethinking, visionary health executives who 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 have come to realization that, and this is the title of one of my favorite books. What got us here won't get us there. Marshall Goldsmith, What Got You Here Won't Get You There is the title of his book. I've read that book three times and it is absolutely relevant to healthcare because it's forcing you to think of that which has made us successful to date will not be what makes us successful moving ahead. Okay. I love it. One of the things I want to ask you is you have these events. You have one coming up in Atlanta here on the 26th of August. 20, uh, that was, yeah, 23rd of October is the next one. Okay. Who do you invite to these roundtables? Sure. So as I said, uh, practitioners. We're, okay. we're, we're, I'm, I'm proactively looking for physicians and, and RNs and people who are on the front line of value creation in healthcare. Okay. Practitioners, health executives, entrepreneurs, investors. Okay. That's our primary target. That's who we invite to these roundtables and tours and our full-day educational programming we call live. And again, their, their participation is sponsored by, it's partnered with people that have a vested interest in seeing this ecosystem okay. really thrive. So uh, think of an accounting firm that goes in and really helps uh, health systems with value-based payments. Think of health IT companies okay. that really want to help them think differently. Think of, uh, again, law firms that want to bring a more patient-centric risk model to these health systems. Those are the people... Um, there's One of our members is turning healthcare as we know it on his head by going to employers, employers who pay for the employee's health system, who are candidly fed up with that that steady increase every year, and they're bringing a very different model to the table. Uh, Vixterra Health is here in town, and uh, Larry Hightower is just one of those visionary guys that says, there's got to be a better way, there's right. a different way. Now, how about bring, have you thought about bringing in health coaches like myself and practitioners like myself? I, I, we have, and, and, and I'm always interested in, again, applications of health innovation. Right. So, so, so we... we uh, yeah, and again, you're going to love this. Uh, when I first launched Health NXT, I went out and spoke to about 35, 40 uh, healthcare executives. And I asked them, why don't you go to events? And they said, number one, I'm not talking to a peer. So they can't really understand where I'm coming from. Right. Number two, my competitor's sitting right there. So I can't really say anything. And number three, I'm always hit up by somebody who's trying to sell me something. So we've built Health NXT... Uh, and I'm saying this respectfully, as a as a anti uh, or non solicitation decorum. You're not there to sell. You're there right, to right. build relationships. You're there to, with a heart of giving, to share ideas and share perspectives and share lessons learned. And I've always believed if you add value, those who get it will seek you out. Those right. who get it will want to know more. And and we've been blessed to build a community where people are now talking about it. We've got. 
on average, you know, 40, 50% of our attendees are new to our programming and they've never heard of us, but somebody else said, hey, you should go check this out. We're pretty selective with people who register and attend our events because we want to make sure they're of the right caliber of, of just that, health executives, health practitioners, entrepreneurs who are there and they're going to talk about the problems they're solving. And investors who are not just going to kick the tire, but they're proactively putting money to work. Right. And they're backing these entrepreneurs, like I said, to solve real problems. That's good. I like that. I don't know what... Do you have large events too? Like where you're bringing guest speakers? We do. That's what the October, October 23rd is our full day live programming. But again, we do it a little differently. Instead of just talking heads on a stage, uh, we really create discussion. We create right. conversations. We create... Uh, roundtable discussions. They're right. table moderators that after a presentation, and we would believe in more conversations, less presentations. So after a content session, uh, the moderators really engage the table around what did you hear? What will you internalize? What are you gonna go, what are you gonna go do with this with this information? Right. I like that. So yeah, and our, uh, it's on our website on October 23rd is our next live event. Okay. Uh, and I would encourage your listeners if they have an interest in Real Health Innovation to register and come join us. Where's that at? So healthnxt.org is the website and it's going to, the event itself is going to be at Shepherd Center. So they were kind enough to, to allow us to hold it in their auditorium. So Shepherd Center is in uh, Midtown Atlanta. Okay. It's right by Piedmont Hospital. And uh, October 23rd, I think we started 8.15 and we go to 4.15 in the afternoon. So I was just looking at my calendar, 8.26 yet was yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, 826. Yeah, so this is October 23rd is the next one. I'll have to reach out to Colin on that one. Uh, now, can you share some, some examples of practitioners and executives who you've been excited to work with? Uh, absolutely. A very good, uh, he's become a very good friend, uh, is a gentleman named Jim Robinson. Jim is a, a world renowned neurosurgeon. Uh, and uh, what what you may not know, but just to give you a, a, a glimpse into this guy, um, he took a two-year sabbatical from uh, being a practicing neurosurgeon to go get an executive MBA from uh, Emory's uh, business school. Wow. And, and the guy has uh, a number of patents, several have FDA cleared. He's created, he's licensed his, his in, in inventions to other med device people. I think one of them, has generated over $2 billion in revenue. Uh, so he's created his own med device company. And, and what I love about Jim, and this is really a sign of professional maturity, this is really a sign of knowing what you do well and, and where you need help. He said, I, I'm not going to be the CEO, right? I, I need to go find a CEO who gets the med device space really well. I want to continue to invent. By the way, I can't be relevant if I don't continue to practice. So 50% of the time, I still want to practice. And he's... What's fascinating is he comes to one of our events and so Jim, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I'm doing a 14, you know, 14 hour brain surgery of removing a tumor tomorrow. And I'm like, good lord. You know, it's just next to this guy, we're all humbled by by what he's capable of. So um, yeah, you know, Jim is one of those. I talked about Larry Hightower at Vixterra Health that are doing some really interesting things. These are just fascinating people that I've been blessed to to meet. A company called Excel Health here in town. Uh, is doing predictive analytics for progression of care, okay. uh, and they 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 uh, it's a service that they sell to uh, hospices and health systems, and yeah, so there's some really fascinating. Last night we had a a young entrepreneur that's uh, unfortunately his son passed away, and this guy's an engineer by trade. Uh, company's called Lighting Lighting Lightingale, uh, and what he does is they light up. Uh, IV uh, lines in ICUs because with each additional IV line, there's a 3% increased chance of a mistake. So when you've got you know 19 lines going in right. and are pushing various meds, a nurse trying to search for which line do I need to either start or stop, the seconds can, can make all the difference in keeping that patient alive. So it's a fascinating, like I said, he's wrapped LED lighting around these lines that go uh, into IV systems and IV units. And it's just, fa I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of people that come up with these things. So they do different colors. 
Yeah, yeah, and it keeps it keeps it straight, and you don't have to deal with tangled right, right. lines of 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 these lines that that wow. are being pushed in the ICU. And again, very, uh, a, a mentor of mine, Marshall Goldsmith, says definition of brilliance is something so simple that nobody else has thought of. Right, He's and right. and and I and I love these simple, brilliant ideas that absolutely uh, make you think. Why hasn't somebody else thought of that? Of course, he's, he's you know he needs traction and he needs backing to get that idea to market. But he, you you see these things and you're um, like I said, it's they're all inspiring of entrepreneurs who are uh, trying to make a difference in something. By the way, no other industry. That's another reason I got excited about health NXT. No other industry touches us from cradle to grave like healthcare does. Right? right? I don't I don't need manufacturing that early on, or I don't need. You know, professional services or a right. financial planner, right? But you better believe we all need healthcare, cradle to grave. You know, I, I'm gonna. I, I mentioned Chris Cresser and his book Unconventional Healthcare. James Maskell, who I'm gonna, I'll email you too. But mm. who he started the Functional Forum, and he started a, a company called New Health. It's K N E W. Sure, and it's an insurance company. Kind of like, have you heard of some of the couple of the Christian-based companies, insurance companies? I have. I have. It's more like a group buying or group right, insurance right. type thing. Yeah. So New Health is that he started this New Health, and it's it it really is amazing what he's doing in the in the in the healthcare space, and uh, just you know just I mean I'm sure he'd love to talk to you. He's an amazing uh, guy. I am likewise. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm always looking out for you know interesting people that right. are doing interesting things that I think is going to force all of us, like I said, to take another look about just, not just what we're doing, but to what right. end and and right. and how will we uh, think differently? Uh, how will we engage people differently? And again, there's a guy. You know, really sharp guy in Nashville. You know, one of the epicenters of health in our country, right? Terry Howell has literally in the book written a book that you know, healthcare. You know, healthcare is killing us. Right. And you read it, and and you're 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 just baffled by what seems like common sense to the rest of us, just not being practiced. Exactly. Uh, Ruben Pillay is the chief innovations officer over at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. He's written a book called Healthcare 3.0, and it talks about. You know, we all talk about autonomous cars. What about autonomous ambulances? Right. That could literally come. And this is not this is not Jetsons twenty years from now. This is being piloted now. Right. It could literally drive up in your driveway. You step in. All kinds of sensors measure your vitals. Send those immediately to in a cloud based system. Compares it to your last set of vitals. Vitals. Anything that's an anomaly sends it to your physician. If they need to take you, you're not leaving the. Ambulance, you just sit there and they'll take you wherever you need to get, go. Right. right. So, so there's all kinds of really interesting, That's amazing. Yeah. Consumer devices, experience right. devices that I think are going to change healthcare as we know it today. All right. Where can my audience or the audience listen or find out more about Health NXT? Sure. Very kind of you to ask. Again, our biggest challenge is a lack of awareness. We're just getting out of the gate. Uh, so if you go to healthnxt.org, you'll learn about us. You'll learn about there's some, uh, you see a list for our upcoming events. There's an event highlight reel that shows you what our roundtables and live events look like. So again, healthnxt.org is okay. our website uh, and uh, best place uh, for. We have a partnership with Jumpstart Foundry out of Nashville, which is funding uh, a lot of health innovations. They have about 87 or so portfolio companies. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a good place for you to learn more about both okay. us as well as our upcoming programs. I'm looking forward to seeing where Health NXT goes. And I'm definitely, I'm sorry I missed last night. I thought it was next week for some reason. I don't know why. But, uh, no issues. Would love to have you, and yeah, come come visit us. I think you. I definitely will. I'm gonna. I'll definitely reach out today and say, hey, where, where do I, where do I go to sign up for this one? Sure. And uh, you know, thank you for doing this. Really, my pleasure. My pleasure. I am a gluttony for punishment. Right. Yeah. My life was too easy. <laughs> it was too simple. I was I was on a beach having a pina colada, and it dawned on me I should go tackle healthcare and try to 
solve healthcare innovation problems. Oh, I wish you all the luck in the world on that. <laughs> right. You know, it, but there are some very brilliant minds out there, like you said, that aren't in that space that, you know, have ideas. And you have sometimes you got to listen to the people that don't make sense, but sometimes they do make sense in the end. Uh, and that's what I get excited about is is uh, my whole life, I, I, I pride myself in having connected dots between value creators and value enablers. And and you're exactly right. There's a lot of incredibly bright people outside of healthcare that I think could shed some light to both challenges and opportunities that we see every day in healthcare. Right. And what and my my biggest thing is, like I said earlier in the show, is that I hope that I'm alive to see the day where Physicians, health health coaches can work hand in hand to, to help make people healthier and better. You know, I, I hope so too. And as I said, it's it's the more more hands, the more people are between the need, and the supply, and the demand. Yeah. Right, the more hands are between a patient and and a provider, the more complicated that's going to get. The less collaboration and real right. outcomes you're going to get. I mean, I yeah. So I appreciate you being on the show today. Before you go, this is, has nothing. This question has nothing to do with health. <laughs> okay. What if David Knorr was to relax for thirty to forty-five minutes? What album or artist would you put on the to listen to? Uh, are you kidding me? Uh, I I love uh, jazz. Okay. So, so my my favorite uh, downtime is to, from Miles Davis to just just. Nice. Uh, just to, yeah, just I love outdoors. So put me by a, a you know, mountainside or a river or uh, by the beach. I love, love the ocean and, and play some jazz and I'm in my, my happy place. Hey, have you, speaking of jazz, have you been up to the Velvet Note here in Alpharetta? Uh, we actually have. And, and we even, I even dragged the wife up to Woodstock because they had a, uh, they had a, uh, uh, it was a fabulous uh, dinner and, and listened to a great little uh, trio up there. And, and yeah, nice. so I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for little little uh, hole in the walls or places you can go. And, yeah, and, Velvet Note's amazing. Yeah, get some great, get some great just live jazz. Oh, and yeah. when I travel, I get on Yelp and look for, you know, best jazz bars and you know where I am. And right. that's my way to unwind. Yeah, yeah, me too. I love jazz. I play it all day in my in the background. Oh, very cool. All right, man. Thank you, David. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to seeing you soon. All right, bye, bud. Take care. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.